0: This is the podcast. Not an interview. This is a conversation. No gimmicks. Just reasons. 84 Reasons. Come highlight me. What up my good people. I am being true. This is 84 Reasons and Hey, man, every week when I try to sit down with one of these current Gators talking about all things Gator football, everything going in the program, my next guest, man, and you know, when you talk about legacy athletes, I had the Jacksons. You got Willie Jackson, you got Terry Jackson, you got Ashley Jackson, but then you got the Whittemore. You're talking about great grandfathers, grandfathers, moms, brothers, little brothers. I don't know if there's another Whittemore down the line, but if he is, he or she, they only can go to Florida. The great Trent Whittemore, what's going on with their Trent?
1: What's going on, man? I appreciate you having me on. Uh, really cool podcast you got going, man. I'm just, I'm glad I could be a part. And uh, yeah, you said it right. Uh, Gator legacy uh, added another one today, so it's been a great day. We're excited in the Woodmore household, so yeah, just been great, man.
0: Trent, what what is that like though? Like most people, most people they go to they, they play sports and one day when they get old, hey man, I want to hopefully get recruited by the school of my dreams. I hope it. I hope it's one of the schools. Obviously. Gainesville kid, Gainesville native, Great, I mentioned great-grandfather, grandfather-mom. Was it always, listen, if Florida comes calling, that's it? Or was it one of those, okay, I want to go to Florida, but I want the full recruiting experience? Yeah, you know, I think it was a little different
1: uh, with me and Creed. So I had an older brother. He actually uh, just finished out uh, playing ball at Troy. So he came first. And then uh, when it was my turn to kind of start getting recruited, I started uh, getting quite a few offers there the spring. Um, I was going to wait if Florida came I'd, you know, obviously I'd be really excited, but I wasn't going to pull the trigger. But then when it happened, it was kind of like, dang, like I kind of had the realization that man, if if Bama did come calling or Clemson or whoever it was, Georgia, like I wasn't going to go there anyway, in my own mind. So at that point, I went ahead and pulled the trigger. And then for Creed, I feel like maybe he waited even a little bit longer. He just wanted to be sure of himself. Obviously, uh, Coach Napier had just come in, so uh, I wasn't real familiar with the staff, and that's not a a bad thing. It's just how it is. You know, he had just come in, so we didn't have a great – we just didn't know them that well, if I'm being honest, but we're getting to know them. It's been great, and um, I think uh, throughout, you know, building those relationships with Casey and with Coach Napier, he's been able to – to feel confident enough to, to go ahead and commit as well.
0: Talking with Trent Whittemore, this is 84 reasons, no games, no gimmicks, just reasons, 84 reasons. Just talking to the next up in the wide receiver room, which I'm going to get to in a second. You mentioned KC coach, Kerry Colbert, the guy that came out with me in 2004. What is it like having a guy that won, not just coaching position, but played a position at a high level of USC got drafted. A guy that understands, listen, you're a tall dude and the hardest thing for any tall receiver is to play small. Like I'm, I'm not playing little, but I got to get lower my coming out of my breaks. Talk about having a guy like Casey and being able to learn from him.
1: Yeah, man. Casey has been great. Um, really giving me a fresh outlook on the game. He's just got so much knowledge. Like you said, uh, he's really into to playing small uh, in a big body, which is difficult to do, but he'll, he'll pull up uh, Calvin Johnson stuff all the time he was actually with the Alliance team that had Calvin on it. And uh, we'll watch just, just his, first off his work ethic. And then second off, how he, you know, gets in and out of breaks, all that type stuff. So he, he's good in that area. And then he's also, like you said, he's done it all, man. He, he won a, won a natty at USC. Um, he gets drafted. Uh, he, he was a, was a starter on the NFL team. Uh, he worked back into the league after being out. So he's kind of been in all positions. You know what I mean? He's been the guy He's been the rookie. He's been a guy who worked his way back in. He just has so much knowledge, so much wisdom to give in every situation. And uh, I really can't say enough about KC, honestly, man. He's been great.
0: Now, Trent, I mean, you feel like a lot of us in Gator Nation when you say it wasn't real familiar with Coach Billy Napier. And Billy Napier is one guy, but y'all got I don't know. I don't even know if y'all add another coach. You got as many coaches as you got players these days. Talk about his approach and saying, look, I want us to be a team. Like, I want us to – we understand the X's and the O's of it, but you talk about bringing in Corey Raymond. You talk about bringing in, you know, a guy like, you know, Mike Peterson, another guy that played the position at Florida. Talk about the coaching staff. Start with Billy Napier and him saying, look, if I'm going to revamp this team, I'm going to start with me. I'm going to give you guys what you need from parking. And I'll be watching y'all food. And like, Man, I don't know where the hell they're getting this food from, but I am jealous. Talk about the whole approach about with a guy like Billy Napier and his staff.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, one of the first things Coach Napier said was he was going to surround himself with the best people. And I think, uh, first of all, that takes a little bit of humbleness. You know what I'm saying? When you're coming in, you're the man. Uh, These guys are making a ton of money. They have a lot of responsibility. But I think his ability to kind of delegate some of those things off to these great people that he's hired really showed us a lot as a team when he first came in. And like you said, just kind of changing the attitude, changing the mindset of everybody. And it started with, Uh, Just some some uh, housekeeping things like parking, food, all those things have improved. And and like I said, I just think Coach Napier's really been a man of his word so far. Came in, said, here's the things I want to change. Here's what we're going to do different. And from day one, we've done those things differently. We've been consistent. Um, Obviously, we haven't got a chance to show results yet, but uh, I have no doubt that we'll be able to show results in the fall.
0: No, I got a chance. I've, I've had, uh, you know, had the teammate Justin Shorter on here. I know about, you know, young, young Hendo, Xavier Henderson. And I mean, talk about the wide receiver room, because it's hard to compare any room to that because you got different guys. You I mean, you and Henderson and, and Shorter, y'all, y'all, y'all similar height. Y'all not similar bills Then you got. Talk about being able to say listen, it's one rock, but we have to work collectively and individually all at the same time. Yeah, man, 100
1: percent. I think I learned that day one when I came to college is we had uh, four seniors. They're all in the league right now. You got Jay Ham, Freddie, Van and Tyree. And we had other guys in that room that are in the league now, too. So it was just such a loaded room. I was actually red shirt redshirted at the time. And I was able to, to see those guys um, just just be happy for one another. First of all, whoever gets the whoever gets the rock and then just control what you can control so, you know, those guys were going to block They were I went on ones. They were catching the ball when it came to them. And then anything else, special teams, I'll do it. You know, anything you get called on, I'll do it. And when you have that mindset, it's really contagious. And um, I think that when we work together this year, uh, not that we haven't been in the past, but we, we it has really been a focus for us. And um, I, I'm, I'm excited to try to replicate uh, some of those things that we saw those other guys do
0: with this group that we have now. And, Trent, I mean, you talk about the special teams aspect of it. A lot of times when you're in college, yes, I am coming to college to, one, establish myself as a player that can get out there and get plays called for them. But, two, when you talk about the special teams, a lot of times people think, wait a minute, is that Whittemore running down, you know, on puck coverage? How much better does that make you as a football player to say, look, man, I'm a football player first. Wide receiver is a position I play. But I want my team to know, look, man, if I want to catch the rock, I'm a block.'" And I'm going to run down and let that return and know, hey, man, if I get to set the tone for the defense, I'm going to do that too.
1: hundred percent. And I think you just got to remind yourself, like, back in the day in middle school and in high school, I would play anything. You know what I'm saying? You feel like, hey, I'm better than whoever they line up against me. I'm going to be better than them at that, you know, on this play. And that's the mindset you got to have. And it's just like, you know, first off, it makes you way more valuable uh, to professional teams, to your college team. I mean, that's what they're looking for. So there's a motivation. And then, like I said, just, just go enjoy playing ball. You know what I'm saying? Like running down there and make a tackle in front of 90,000 people, like, man, that's enjoyable. You know what I mean? Or making a block or anything like that. It brings camaraderie. Uh, it really just gels the team. So, uh, yeah, all that's good stuff.
0: Talk with Trent Whittemore, a leg- the legacy athlete. His, his young brother, Creed, just signed today uh, with the Florida Gators. Great-grandfather, grandfather mom, uh, played volleyball. Basically, if you are a Whittemore, you are only allowed to play for them Gators Talk about the Whittemore name and that household. It's got to be different. Like, like I said, it's you know when I'm coming out, I'm, I'm a Georgia boy that went to Florida. And what happens is, look, I'm I'm always trying to live up to the truth name, but that's more my, my 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 mom and dad and grandparents. But what what is Christmas like in the Whittemore household? It's got to be littered with orange and blue. What what is it like being a Whittemore?
1: Yeah, man, it is being a Whittemore is a lot of fun, and uh, we, we take. Uh just we just got a lot of love for family, man. And uh it, it's been really cool. We've all came through the same high school. Um my dad's the head coach at Buell's High School and those memories of coming up playing ball, I was able to play with my older brother. Um wasn't able to play with Creed in high school, but you know, hopefully I, I will get this chance. Um if I'm still around to play with him in college. So uh, it's just, it's just a really cool experience. It's a blessing for sure. Uh, just gotta thank the Lord for, for the opportunities to play with family. We got, we got cousins playing college football that grew up with us. Uh, we got a, one of my cousins just actually committed to play quarterback at, at Arkansas. So shout out to him. He's uh, Creed's age, but yeah, it's just a blessing. When we all, when we all get together, that's, that's kind of just what we focus on. Is like, but we talked about this, you know, since we were four and five, and, and to see it come to fruition is, is really cool.
0: Talking with Trent more star wide receiver for the Florida Gators, I am being true. This is 84 Reasons, no games, no gimmicks. Just telling his story, his way for us by him. Trent, you said something that most of us only dream of. We hear about the plan. You say, quote, I'll get a chance to play with my little brother, right? That's something that I don't think people really, really understand and say, look, man, at that point, mom is really calling saying Man, your brother told me, Mama, don't start with that nonsense. He came to my room. It's got to be. what? What is that feeling like knowing that this is a kid that obviously looked up to me whether I wanted to or not? Now, they get, you get to come into the meeting room and say, Creed, man, start with the nonsense. Like, what is that feeling like knowing that, man, you get to share the same locker room, share the same feel with your brother?
1: Yeah, man, it's a super cool feeling. Like you said, like, I know it's going to be a little bit annoying having him in the meeting room. <laughs> Especially if he's playing on the inside, which like, he probably will be, you know what I'm saying? Like he's going to be sitting there asking me questions, you know, what I got on this, what I got on that. Like, man, I'm not trying to tell you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you got to. But, uh, yeah, it's just super cool. I mean, we he'll probably – I mean, I wouldn't doubt if he ends up, you know, living with me at some point, living in this – I'm sitting in my house right now. Uh, it's just – it's going to be comical, man. I mean, like, we, you know, when we get together already as a family, you know, it's a good time. Uh. Lots of jokes, lots of laughs. To have that every day uh, at some level, either at at practice or weights or whatever it is, is going to be a special experience. And uh, I'm looking forward to all of it, man. Like I think a lot of people uh, grow up in families where maybe like everybody's trying to do their own thing or whatever, but like that's not our way at all. If I'm being honest, we've always been about uh, doing stuff together. Um, My brothers are are my best friends. I got three brothers, and just any time I get to to share moments with them is special. And, and that's really all my my core memories that I that I have. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking
0: forward to making more of those. And Trent, growing up, obviously, a Florida Gator fan, playing for Florida, it's one thing to watch it. Like, you growing up saying, man, it's crazy out there. That's the Florida Gators out there. Look at this. And obviously, the stadium has only gotten bigger and bigger and bigger over the years. But now you one of them. You one of the ones that people paying tickets to come see. Man, tell the fans, you know, what it's like. I mean, obviously, I know what it's like. But tell the fans what it's like. Forget the game first, but it's the reason why you run out and they say, Oh, here come the Gators. You be out of breath. Like, look, man, it's a lot of energy to go from that locker room to running out, but tell the fans what it's like to be able to go out there and run it, you know, run out there in Florida the field.
1: Yeah, man, you ain't lying. It, it's an adrenaline rush every time. And especially, you know, the first couple of times you do it, I'm sure you can testify. Like, that first, first year, I was like shocked every game, you know, like it hits you every time. Not that it, I mean, it still hits me, but now especially you know when you're playing more ball the mind has to transition you like all right who gives ball are we, are we kicking off or are we, are we getting the kick you know what i'm saying but especially when you're a younger guy you go out there i mean your head's spinning man especially uh, just hearing 90 000 and uh it's just super cool but but like i said now that i've i've been here a couple years and I, i've played a little bit more some more experience uh the mind has to transition from like oh this is super cool you know i like to sit in my locker and pray and thank the Lord before I run out there like, man, this is a blessing. You know what I mean? Take it all in for a second and then it's time to go play ball.
0: Trent, you've gone through a lot of experiences, though, at your time in Florida from different coaching staff, uh, a pandemic, nobody in the stands, yeah. Uh NIL, talk about just your experience at Florida because you're, you're coming in saying, look, man, I'm trying to get used to it. People don't understand. The routine of a student-athlete is about as crazy as it gets because when everybody else's day ends, that's when my day begins. I got to lift. I got to run. I got to compete. I got to go to the training table. I got to go to tutoring. And I'm trying to have, if I can, a personal life. That stuff is crazy. Talk about all different transitions you went through at your time at UL.
1: Yeah. I mean, like you said, I have I haven't even really thought of it like that. But now you name all those things. It has been a lot since I've been here. Um, I think, yeah, my freshman year, it was it is tough just getting adjusted to the schedule, especially uh, you. Sometimes you're kind of loaded up on classes, like trying to make sure you're straight on like eligibility and stuff like that, because you don't want to take a lot of classes on the back in your career because you want to be more focused, all that type of stuff. So, I mean, I was crammed with class. You got lifts like during the season. like in high school, I mean, people lift, but like it's a, it's a different it's a different deal. You know what I'm saying? So and you're going to tutoring, um, all that stuff. So getting adjusted is is different. But once you're in it, you're in it. You know what I'm saying? And you get used to the lifestyle. I mean, we're off right now and it feels weird to me. You know what I mean? Uh, like I haven't, you know, <laughs> been at the facility in like a week or so. And I'm sitting here like, hey, this feels weird, you know what I'm saying? Because you just get so accustomed to, to doing everything with your teammates. I mean, you're eating meals with guys. Really, I mean, during the season, you're eating all three meals with guys. You know, you got a meeting or two a day. You got practice. And then you come home. I live with guys on the team. So it's like we're around each other 24-7. But you just get so accustomed to it. and
0: it, I mean, it really is a lot of fun once you get settled in. And Trent, uh, new coach, new offense. New, just new, just new way of doing things. Talk about how a lot of times when you get a new coach, obviously it's okay. What type of offense is going to be? How do I fit in? How do I gel with the coaching staff? How has your transition been with this new coaching staff? You talked about it when we first came on. And what do you like about these guys? Not just the offensive coaches, but it seems as though Billy, let make sure you know all the coaches on the staff.
1: Yeah. Uh, I really think. Coach Napier has done a good job, like to your point that you just made, of really having every coach he has – I think every coach now has spoken in front of the team, you know, addressing a certain topic. That's been really cool just so that everyone gets to hear, you know, uh, Coach Raymond say something, you know, Mike P say something, you know, whereas throughout, you know, uh, a a spring um, five weeks, I mean, I might not hear much from Mike P, you know what I'm saying? I'm playing receiver. That's just how things work. But to hear from him on a personal level has been really cool. Make you really build a relationship with the guy that you maybe not see that much on the field. But to speak to the to the staff as a whole, yeah, it's been really cool. And then from the offensive standpoint, um, it's really just a lot of you gotta you gotta just trust what what the coaches have going on. That's really the only way you can approach it, you know, because um, it is different. You know, you didn't you weren't recruited by these guys. You don't know these guys, but you just gotta embrace what they have. These guys have a lot of knowledge. Trust that. And then just go out there and execute what they, they want you to do. And I think the worst thing you can do is is doubt um, a new plan or or, you know, have some reservations about what they what they're putting in, because then it won't work. You know, what I'm saying because football is a game of inches. I mean, you know that if you're not doing things full speed and you're not believing in it, then it's not going to work. So I think that's the biggest thing for us is just hey, put our head down, believe in it, and then we'll see the results.
0: Talking with Trent with a more wide receiver for them Florida Gators. I am being true the has been tight end who used to run around out there way back in the day with Trent, was probably just coming out of the womb. This is 84 Reasons No Games, No Gimmicks. Just hey, I've seen the 84. highlights.
1: I've seen the highlights.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. But Trent, this thing though NIM, Gators Collective. That's another thing. Like, I remember this a year and a half ago when they said, we're going to do this thing called NIL. And everybody goes, all right, finally get to make money. And then you go, well, wait a minute. Like, what does that mean? How has, you know, Gators Collector really helped you understand just how, one, you're a local guy who understands, look, man, it's one. yes, everybody wants to make money. And there is nothing wrong with that. But the relationships you get a chance to build with some of these fans, boosters, alumni, Talk about how you saying, look, everybody wants to play at the next level, but I can secure my future at the football while I still while I'm still a collegiate athlete.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, it's such a unique opportunity, especially being at the University of Florida. I mean, when you when you get recruited, you always hear gators take care of gators. And you'll kind of be like, ah, you know, good thing to say. But once this NIL thing came out, you know, um, Eddie Rojas was was played a huge part in forming this gator Collective. It really was him. I built a relationship with him. He's been terrific. Other people who uh, work with the Gator Collective and just setting guys up with opportunities, like you're saying, um, to connect. You know, like you know, even me talking to you right now. You know what I'm saying? Say I'm interested um, in this industry. You know, when I'm done, boom. You know, we already had this connection. Not that we wouldn't without the NIL, but I'm just saying how they've orchestrated things is just so useful. Um, it really has been a blessing, and they've been really on top of the game. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was kind of the rules, as you were saying, were a little hard to discern at times, especially when everything first came out. But uh, as, as kind of all the schools get a better grip for how to best um, orchestrate things, you actually see more more schools going to kind of this style that we've already had in place. So uh, it's been really impressive. And uh, like you said, there's just so many opportunities. We're meeting so many people. Um, we have um, Savannah Bailey is running this thing now uh, called Gator Made. Uh, where she's connecting us to boosters and um, putting on events uh, for us to just go out there and kind of meet the people who are behind, you know, building the new facility, all this stuff, which probably should have been happening for the past 30 years. But we're kind of now just getting to it. You know what I mean? And uh, it's a beautiful time to be a college football player. I'll tell you that.
0: Okay, <laughs> how much better does that make you as a player? Because you come to the University of Florida, and I said, "Listen, man, it's already built. That goes Steve Spurrier down the hall. You know, the field named after him. That go Ben. That go the legendary Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, the Odom. This thing almost on the freaking street now. I'm like, look, bro, y'all run out of room with this thing. But then everybody here is NIL. And you 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 say two things. One, can I make money? And two, is my name and image enough to get me opportunities? And obviously, you can see they are." just talk about being able to say, look, man, I want to be able to go out there on that field and know I'm good, because we know how the numbers are. You talked about all the receivers that's already in the league that was in the same room as you, but those guys are still the exception. They're exceptional athletes from Freddie and Jay Ham and Van and all those guys, but to know that, okay, I had one big egg in this basket, had NFL on it. Now, I'm putting so many other eggs in this basket to say, wait a minute, I want to go pro. That's a given, but in that slight case that I don't, I'm still going to be great for life. That's got to be a good feeling knowing that, look, man, I can go out there and play better now because I'm not putting it all on one thing. I got a lot of things that I can say I can fall back on.
1: Yeah. I, I think, like, speaking to that point, you see some guys um, like 10 years ago who, I mean, dang, like, everybody knew their name all across the country. And then they come out, maybe they go pro, maybe they don't. And you look back, they didn't make a dime off of what, what when their name probably drove millions and millions yeah. and millions of dollars of either TV production or merchandise or whatever. But now we're looking at it just completely different. And you're saying, you know, well, hold on a second. I do have opportunity from this. I do have guaranteed relationships from this. It's just a completely different outlook. You know what I'm saying? And like you're saying, it does give you – uh just more confidence and just kind of a looser feeling because it's like in a way it, it almost makes your success or not even success but just where you've gotten more significant because there's something to gain from it um you know in the here and now which when I first signed when I first came into college there was literally nothing to gain from that and it's just really changed the game and like you said it's, it's been such a blessing for
0: his players Talking with Trent Whittemore, star wide receiver for them Florida Gators, little brother Creed. withmore had just signed with them Gators, gonna be gonna be gonna be out uh, walking around messing with his brother, come, you know, hopefully coming in the fall. This is 84 Reasons. I am Ben Troop, just chopping it up uh with the latest and the greatest for the Florida Gators. Trent, man, look, not the season you guys wanted last year, rightfully so. We we get that part. But how easy is it to say, listen, let me put the season behind me. I got a new coach. How much more competitive is, is spring practice when I got to compete with them guys across the ball? But I got to, I got to show this new guy, hey man, I want to be one of the ones when I, when them, when them live bullets be going in the fall.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely more um, competitive when that new coach comes in, like you're saying. Everybody's got to prove themselves over again. You know what I'm saying? So nobody's like, you know, they know what I'm about. I'm good. Like there's none of that. Cause they don't know what you're about. They're going to tell you, they don't know what you're about. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta do it for them. You gotta do it live right in front of them. So spring practice was, uh, it was intense. And I mean, it should be, like you said, we didn't have the season we wanted. Um, We, we gave some games away. You know, everybody on the team would admit that, but uh, all these guys, we know we're a really talented group. We know how close we were. Uh, couple times in the past couple years. And, but we also, you know, have seen that when we let things slip, um, you know, it can go from, we almost made the playoff to dang, That was a rough season really quick. You know what I'm saying? And understanding that margin for error is really small, I think is going to help us, especially this year, uh, a lot of the veteran guys. And I mean, personally, there's just a lot of motivation there, man. You realize, look, I only got a couple years left. Uh, you know, to do this thing. So like why not sell out and do it? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason to not do that. You know what I mean? It's like we got to do this thing. You know, you the guys that you're coming in with, there's some guys getting drafted and that's great. And that's the whole, you know, that's the goal. But I'm saying, like the guys that you're with, it's like, look, this could be the last time we play together. Like let's let's make the most of it. You know what I'm saying?
0: And Trent, I mean I mean talk I mean talk about that a little bit more. Like you know, you get to college 17, 18 years old the biggest decision you've had to make up to that point is do I wear a cummerbund or a bow tie when I go to the prom, right? But people yeah. don't realize there is no there is no uh, ease you in in college. People go, hey, man, what do they do for that? They just throw you out there. Like, what do you mean? You go from getting recruited, putting on hats, having your, having your moment to, look, man, the guy that I just saw in the fall a year ago, I'm, I'm either in the meeting room with him going up against him. Talk about what people don't understand. College, there is no, I mean, we're going to ease you in. No, it's recruiting, recruiting, smack you in the face. Hey, man, this, we got this on this play. you like, bro, what? And you got to go to lifting, running, practice. Talk about that. We don't ease you in. They let you come in, summer B, but that's a blur. Summer B to, to the fall, that's like a freaking blur.
1: Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it, it, that's the thing. Like, all them coaches that were so nice, all of a sudden, they so nice, <laughs> nice. I was like, they, they don't even say what's up. They're just like, what you got on this plate? You know what I'm saying? You're like, ah. So you're frozen up in the meeting rooms. You don't know what you got. They're installing stuff every day. I mean, it's a, it's a mess. And kind of it, it kind of turns into like this joy from like, like, ooh, I'm, I'm going to the University of Florida. So it's like, how am I going to get on the field? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm struggling. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of how it is for a lot of guys. Everybody kind of has that like welcome to college moment. You know, it might be in workouts. You're doing like tug of war you get dragged like 35 yards down the field, something like that. You're like, that's never happened to me in my life. You know what I mean? It's like, well, here we go. You got to turn it on. So I think everybody has that, has that like, oh, welcome to, welcome to the SEC moment. Uh, And it usually happens before you play in a game. But, uh, and and it's a whole nother thing. I mean, you go from watching 330 on CBS to playing 330 on CBS. You know what I mean? It's it's a different feeling. So, uh, but it's really cool. I mean, uh nothing's better than, than like, like we've already talked about running out and you you know hey this is that prime time game like I'm playing in it now you know what I mean
0: Trent Whittemore star wide receiver for the Florida Gators I am being true this is 84 reasons no games no gimmicks just reasons 84 reasons his story told his way for us Trent got some rapid fire questions man because these are things I want to know Gator Walk yeah what's it like
1: what's it like Gatorwalk is electric, especially the big games. First game of the year, always always gets the goosebumps going and then you know like last year, Bama, any of those like man, that that'll fire you up. And what what's really crazy, I'll tell you is when we go like say we have a neutricite game. Well like Georgia's an NFL stadium, so they pull us underneath so we don't we don't really do a, a Gatorwalk, but like say like I remember when we played Miami, it's, it's special when you go to a place that's not even the swamp and you still got everybody lined up you know, along the side of the road for like a good mile. You're like, dang, Gator Nation travels. You know what I'm saying? And that fires you up too. So uh, Gator Walk, it'll get you in the mood for
0: sure to go play some football. All right, you a Florida boy. I'm a Georgia boy, biggest rival. Florida State, Georgia, or LSU? I'm going to go ahead and say Georgia. Uh,
1: and that's mainly because... You know, since I've been at UF, that one circled on the calendar every year because we know uh, when we get to that Saturday in Jacksonville, pretty much we're playing for a chance to go to Atlanta. And that's how it's been since I've been here. And, uh, you know, that's what we that's what we write on the board. Um, that's what we talk about when we start the season is we put a picture of Atlanta up there and say we got to get here. And every other goal that you can name, if we don't do that, it's probably not coming true so uh because of that 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 saturday uh in jacksonville has been huge for us the past couple of years and that's why i'll say it's it's the biggest rivalry. what is it like growing up in gainesville florida growing up in gainesville is fun man i think a lot of people like they'll be like oh you never left gainesville which is true sometimes i'm like dang i'm trying to go somewhere else <laughs> um but it's it's different when you're in high school like I, I was like a lot of my friends live like out towards like Newberry and stuff. Like I'm like fishing outside of Gainesville, hunting outside of Gainesville. Um, so when you come on campus, it's a little different. I mean, I have a lot of friends who are like I'll go show them 15 minutes, you know, from campus, like around the city. And they've never even seen that. You know what I'm saying? When you're when you're on campus, you're on campus. When you're living in the city of Gainesville, it's a little different. So but it was a good time growing up.
0: All right, Trent, man. I mean, when I was there, man, Gator's Dockside, man, some of the best wings in the world. I gotta ask, flats or drums, man.
1: I'm going flats, and you are correct. Those are some of the, the best wings. That we hit we hit Gator's Dockside a lot. We hit mothers got that wing deal a lot. Um, we hit both of those on a on a consistent basis. So
0: hey Trent, I mean, obviously, listen, you're making a couple of dollars now, that's that that but that's recently with 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 Gators Collective and NIL. Tell the fans just how broke student-athletes are in college. They don't think we get. they think y'all got money. I
1: oh, no, that We don't got money.
0: I mean, cost of
1: attendance. I came in when there was cost of attendance. So, like, we were straight, you know what I'm saying? But, like, no one is like – like, people act like, oh, we're going to go out to dinner and start, like, paying for people's meals and stuff. You know what I mean? It's like I got enough for me, you know, like maybe a 12% tip. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm struggling. It's not – that's not how, like – Now, obviously things have changed, but yeah, Yeah. people think that, and I think, I think a lot of people think like, like, okay, everybody knows that like, have, have guys been getting paid throughout college football history? Of course. Have guys been at college basketball? Like, obviously that's always gone on, but I think people think that that's like every person ever like was getting money. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, that's not the case, bro. Like, that's not how this thing has worked. So NIL has opened that up. It's for, like, guys to earn, like, their own money. You know what I'm saying? It's been great.
0: You guys are with Jump, man. I mean, you guys are getting new Jordans all the time. Were you a Jordan fan growing up? And if so, man, what's the favorite Jordan you've got that's fun?
1: I'll be dead honest with you, man. I do not wear any of those Jordans I get. I'm not a fan. Like, I don't know. I just never have been. So, like, I got them all. And, like, I'll look at them. They look cool. But, like, that's not really my style. But... uh. I'm not a huge Jordan fan, anyway. Like, I, a lot of respect. Look, I played a ton of basketball growing up. I, I could sit here and talk about the NBA with you for hours. Like, that, I like basketball is like I could talk about it forever. But I'm a LeBron guy, always have been. So I'm gonna defend him in, in the goat debate. So that's how that's that's the type of guy. True indeed. Better Hooper,
0: you or AR-15? <sighs> that's
1: tough. We've actually been well. I'm gonna say this too loud, you know. I don't want people to do <laughs> There you go, Trent. Like, let me j
0: because I know y'all gonna see this.
1: <laughs> but uh yeah, we've been hooping lately because you know we've had some time off. So me and AR will go we'll go play a little bit. Um I say one on one, who probably gonna get me. Cause like he once he goes down on the block, like, hey man, that, that's that's hard to stop. But in an open game, I feel like I could I I I could someone I could rightfully say that that. I could be a more productive basketball player in a five on five game just because I'm going to shoot that thing. You know what I'm saying? Not that he, not that he can't shoot, but I, you know, I, that's my thing is to score the ball. So.
0: How you don't have to get into it, but tell, tell the fans real quick, man, how special is a, is a, is a locker room? Cause people don't know how special is the locker room in
1: Florida? It's it's special, man. I think, you know, the the, the greatest thing about sports is the locker room and, uh, just just meeting different guys. Coach neighbor's got a cool thing going right now where we have to sit offense defense offense defense in the locker room, which has been really cool. Um, you just get closer with different guys. And during COVID, we had to sit like the locker was configured all weird because they didn't, you know, the whole uh, tracing and all that stuff. So I've gotten a chance to like be next to so many different guys in the locker room, uh, get close to guys. You know, the the laughs are never ending um, stuff that guys are doing that can't be shared on the podcast. Sorry. Um, but just hilarious stuff. Uh, guys just bonding. It's crazy. We'll have a practice and we'll, there'll be guys sitting in the locker room for another two hours and time goes by like that. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the stuff that I'll remember the most, honestly, is hanging out with guys, you know, going to Gators Dockside. Going to Mother's to eat wings, sitting in the locker room. That's all good stuff. That's all really good stuff.
0: And Trent, finally, man, obviously, you know, the news, you know, of the day, man, talking about your brother, Creed. He's signing with Florida. Obviously, he grew up watching you, grew up watching his older brothers. How crazy is going to be when they say with more with the touchdown, but they're talking about Creed?
1: It's going to be wild, man. Uh, but you know what? I've, You know, from the beginning, since Creed was little, me and my older brother used to always say, like, man, he's going to be special. And to get the opportunity to watch that firsthand is going to be even more special. So I can't wait um, to see his success. There's something about your young. I don't know if you got any younger siblings, but something about seeing them succeed that makes you real happy. And uh, I'm going to be all smiles when I hear uh, his name called for his first TD in the swamp.
0: He is Trent Whittemore the older brother of Cree Whittemore, the son of Missy Whittemore, the grandson, the great-grandson of, of a bunch of other Whittemores. He's going to be throwing touchdowns in the fall. He will dunk on you in the Southwest wreck. I am being Troop. He is Trent. It is 84 Reasons. Make sure you tune in because I get to talk to people like this. Trent, man, I appreciate the time. Next time I have you on, we're going to get into this basketball thing. I like this. I'm a LeBron fan as well you talked about, but I'm going to get, in more, I'm gonna get in more into the weeds. So I want to know, hey, man, what happened to the big man? Seven-footers want to shoot threes. I'm tired of it. You know, I blame oh, yeah. you, Dirk. I blame Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: we can do that anytime. time. I can go in-depth about ball, man. But, hey, I really appreciate you having me on. Appreciate you having my teammates on. You got a really cool thing going. Uh, we appreciate you, and uh, we support you for sure, man. You're doing a really cool thing. Trent Whittemore, you heard him. 84 Reasons, true, trooping. we out of here.